that had been away Haven't changed, had much to say But man, I still think them cats are crazy They were asking if you were around How you was, where you could be found I Told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy We're back to the Balls Deep Podcast, Season 7, Week 10. I'm your host, Commissioner, and owner of the Pittsburgh Feelers, Parker. And I'm your co-host, Taylor Mathis. Welcome back to another great week. Welcome back. The boys are back. After taking a six-week break, we're finally back. we got a great show for you guys this week. We're going to recap all the previous couple weeks and have a preview of this week's matchups. No interview this week and no fastest two minutes, so I apologize about that. But we do have two interviews or no interview for this week, but we have two interviews from previous weeks that we recorded from Bloom and Sutton that will air on this podcast. So we got something for you guys. Um, just with the work schedules, well, I went to a Braves playoff game. Me and Taylor have been out of town, and I'm also just very lazy, so we just delayed the pod. But we're back, and uh, lots happened since we were last together. We were last together um, going into week five. So, Taylor, let's just kick it off and go to the week five playoff standings and compare them to the current playoff standings. So, right now, in week five, we had the Slugs being the number one seed at three and one. But now we got a new playoff leader or play, a standings leader. We got the Cuckler 3000 at seven and two. He's been four and five, four and one over the past couple weeks or over the last five weeks. And he has a, he's on a three game winning streak and his playoff percentage is 99%. You can't beat that. And I will say this let's look at the downfall from who was number one to where they're at now. Sexy Sovie Slugs came in really hot. Yeah. But if you look at him right now, that has been a huge turnaround for him as he is now barely sitting in playoff contention um, at number four. But he's been on a big-time losing game, losing streak, which I think we're going to see uh, more losses heading his way coming in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I got to put – I mean, this is a teaser for later. I'm going to put Sovico in my pretenders bracket because – the only thing, the only reason he's still in the playoffs right now is because his division stinks. Burnham and Sutton just haven't been, they just haven't got their teams together, but they're both only two games back. But, I mean, that division, the Taints, which was looking bright and strong early in the season, but now it's just kind of crumbled over the last couple of weeks. I mean, Sovacool, he's on a, he, he's gone two and three over the last five weeks. Burnham hasn't won a game since we last spoke. He's 0-5, which is just, that's just sad. Burnham needs the podcast. I mean, that's how he makes his yeah. play. That's how we help them win. So yeah. that's our apologies on our end, Bruno. Um, yeah, information from us, and we've just been keeping them out in the dark. Feel bad. What's what started off as one of the most toughest divisions, and don't let the record fool you because clearly it's still a tough division. It's like the SEC; you got to come every week prepared, best lineup, or you're going to be sitting that loss column. But that division is still up for grabs. Um, oh yeah, Pat is on a decline. Uh, it doesn't matter if Sutton and Burnham have lost their last couple of games. They are still in playoff contention as of right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're only two games back, and they each get to play Sovacool one more time. We got divisional games coming back next week. So, you got you get to play Sovacool and, you know, the other the other team in your division once, once more. So, I mean, they, they, got, they, got, they got the opportunity to make up ground easily. Do, do we miss any big trades during the five weeks? I know we got some proposals yeah. out there. We did miss a couple of trades. I know we missed the Sutton and Shear trade when we last spoke. Sutton traded um, Zico Elliott for Chris Olave, which has kind of been mutually beneficial for both teams. Yeah. 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 
I think that's been our only trade. Let me check real quick. And, I mean, just from, like, looking at all the – this is a tough league to bargain. And if you don't have your trades ready or, like, willing to accept it, the offer's off the table. You're going through one right now that can make a difference for you. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit later in the podcast. Let's continue to roll on what, what, what we got going on uh, yeah. and what we've missed the past couple of weeks. So you got to give props to Jared. He's 4-1 since we last spoke. He's on a three-game winning streak. I mean, we already said he has the 99% playoff percentage, but his that balls division has probably become the new SEC or whatever you would like to call it because Jared and Bloom are both neck and neck trying to fight for that top pl- playoff position. Like, they're both almost guaranteed. Bloom's also been on a hot streak since we last spoke. Bloom Bloom's 6-3. and three. Yeah, he's 4-2 and two over the last six weeks, and he's a uh, – He's, got, he's on a single-game winning streak, but, I mean, he's been, he's been lighting it up. That, yeah. That's one guy that, you know, um, and, you know, we reconciled our differences of how we view fantasy, and now uh, we've come to mutual terms. He has been the biggest shock to me from what we placed him at in the beginning of the season to where he's at now. So hats off to him. Uh, well done for still being in contention. And he can easily still win that division. Yeah, um, a lot of games left to be played. Game at hand. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, I mean, you just got to feel for Team Taco. Team Taco just can't get anything going. Poor guy. He's on a oh two-game losing streak. He's been two and three since we last spoke. And, I mean, now he's he's in the 10th seed. And his, his playoff percentage is 5%. So, I mean, Team Taco might have the done chain on him. You know, out of all the NFL teams that he resembles to me the most, and I'm not saying this because he started Matt Stafford no matter what, he is the Los Angeles Los Angeles Rams of this year for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, he started oh. so hot last season too. He was like 7-0 and to start the season last year and then kind of fumbled later on in the season. But this year he just never got off the ball. Like he just One guy I really want to go ahead and put a spotlight on, and well done, round of applause. Let's look at Kicklider where he was at week five to where he's been – as of right now, he's been climbing back up the chart. He's been clawing his way back up. Yeah. So well done for him for that. Yeah, five weeks ago or six weeks ago, he was he was in the fifth, eighth playoff spot, one, two, and one, and now he's in the playoffs in the sixth spot. He's in. Yeah, he's, I mean, in. he's on a three-game winning streak. He's at four, four, and one. Everything was looking so bad for him. He changed his name to Luckless Masturbation. You know, and I, mean, I think that was the, the name change. Uh, yeah, I think that fired up the locker room and gave him some I, inspiration right there. I, I think to be you know, to have the name public, you, you got to earn it. You got to make sure everyone's talking about you. And I think since the name change, it's really fired up his guys. I remember seeing the guy two weeks ago at the Flying Fish Bar and Grill. He was so disappointed in his season, uh, but he was not going to give up and just finish Sacco. Uh, so I just want to give him a round of applause, you know, for the come up that he's doing right now. Yeah, I mean, and sticking with the Pussies division, we also got to talk about the Cleveland Steamers. I mean, Coleman's just had his boys on the right ship all season long. Since we last spoke, he's 4-1. and one. He's on a four-game winning streak. His playoff percentage is 96%. I mean, he's dominating the Pussies division. I mean, he's up two, two and a half games. And I think the tie really helps him. Like, I think having that tie is going to be difficult to catch up to the games. You know, like the amount of games. Because he's not going to lose as many games as other people because he has the tie. Well, I know, I knew after our week one interview with him that he was going to be a guy that we'd have to keep our eye out on. And he has exceeded the expectations. He's put together a really well lineup, great team. And honestly, when we go to the power rankings, I think you're going to be surprised where I rank him at. Yeah, I mean, true. And then you got to think, you got to get props to uh, Coach Henson getting his boys. He's right to the ship, too. He, he was also the 10th seed in the week five playoff standings. And now he's in the eighth seed. He's, he's the second team out right now. He's tied for the seventh seed with um, Team McCraney. He's four and five. He's gone three and two over the last five weeks. He did lose last week, but 
he has improved his playoff percentage to 25%. I mean, that's basically one in four. You know, I mean, he has yeah. one in four odds to make the playoffs. And kudos to him. Um, coming in in week five, he was literally number 10, like down there at the bottom in the trenches. I mean, looking and at that's him, another Sacco, you know, he's yeah. the tanker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, that widespread concert really helped open up his eye to what his team <laughs> yeah. could potentially do later on, you know? But uh, and then kicking it off to the Diggs division, Pittsburgh, we've held our own. Since we last spoke, McCraney was the division leader, but now I'm I'm the division leader. I'm three and two over the last five weeks. I mean, we've just been kind of steady. Like I've just been kind of taking advantage of bad division play. Like McCraney's one and four since we last spoke, and Team Shears two and three. So all I had to do was just kind of go 500 to keep like to maintain the lead. My playoff percentage is 72. McCraney's 43, and Shears at four percent, the lowest odds of the whole league. So I mean, I don't really have much to worry about, but I'm not. Well, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, and you, you've already expressed it. How do you feel? You yeah. know, you're you're leading the division. You were worried about McCraney for a little while, uh, but how do you feel right now going into the next three weeks before the playoffs? You know, I, I'm not worried about McCraney and Kyle to be honest, but I am worried about my team come playoffs. You know, Darren Waller just got on the IR, so who knows if he's going to be even playing by the time we make the playoffs. And my tight end position is just – it's just in the in the ditches, dude. It's so bad. I mean, I have Hayden Hurst, and he's been all right, but he's on a bye this week. So I picked up Cole Komet, which scares me because now I'm playing three Bears because I also picked up Justin Fields with Lamar being on the bye, and I have David Montgomery. So I got – if the Bears don't play good, I'm, I'm basically fucked. Well, I, I I would say this. Bear down. Keep, <laughs> keep the Bears in your lineup. Justin Fields had an amazing game last week against the Dolphins. Um, and he actually started running the ball himself, which is going to help you get points. I think, personally, Cole Komet is probably the most hot and cold guy. He hasn't done anything until last week. But if he can repeat another performance like he did this week against a really shitty Lions team, I mean, it would be a huge, huge win for you if they can play like they did last week. Yeah, I mean, the Lions held the Packers like nine points, but everyone, like the Packers offense just kind of stinks, so – and I mean, the, uh, Packers are relevant, you know. They, yeah, they, they've just unleashed fields. So it feels like, I don't know, everything's trending up for the, the, the Bears. Well, I think it also adding Chase Claypool now, you know, just for more arsenal for him to pick and choose who he throws, throws to, it's just going to give him more confidence throwing the ball downfield. I mean, Chase Claypool dropped the ball that he should have caught, but Justin Fields, passing wise, looked really good and confident last week. Yeah, I mean, but he's just fast, and he's a big boy. He's like 6'3", 215, 225. I mean, he's a big boy. And I yeah. did – we almost had a major trade in, um, between me and the Cuck Lord. I was offering Derek Henry for Travis Kelsey straight up, but I just could never pull the trigger, and he ended up texting me, and he ended up saying, no, don't send the trade, because he, he also – it's just buyer's oh. remorse. Derek's, Derek is the definition of Pittsburgh, you know? He gets yeah. all the touches, he gets all the feels, he scores touchdowns, and you can't stop him. The The Titans can't even pass the ball, but and every defense knows they're just going to run it with Henry, and he still gets 100, 200 yards, 150, two touchdowns. I mean, I just couldn't let him go. Well, I was – I mean, you just nailed it. No matter who the Titans play, every defense knows the game plan, and that's to hand it off to the human centaur. And there's just no way of getting around it, no matter if he has the shittiest offensive line. The dude's 6'3". I mean, back when he was at Bama, he could squat 750. He used to have, like, two spotters. What tells me that anyone in the NFL, not even Khalil Mack, can bring this guy down? 
So I think for you, it's beneficial to keep Derrick Henry because they're not going to change the game plan. He's going to get his 30 attempts a game no matter what, unless he tears his ACL. Yeah, and I and this is like hypothetical, but if it does happen and I do make the championship game, Derrick Henry, they play the Houston Texans that week, and he absolutely owns oh, the Texans. So that he could should be, eat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's only if I make – that's week 16. That's our championship game. That's only if I make the championship game that that'll happen. But so that's that's also kind of why I wanted to keep Henry as well. Well, well, hang on. You're leaving off someone that even though he's still in the 12th seed, he's picked up two more wins, and that's Team Shear. Yeah, I mean Team Shear. He's, he's he's he can he still has a chance. He still gets to play me and McCraney one more season, like one more game this season. And he's only what is he? He's only two games back. So I mean, if he only two, he could he could string something together here. But it's just when you're looking at his roster up and down, it's not a playoff roster. He doesn't have a roster no. back. I mean, he has Zeke Elliott and Antonio Gibson as his one and two. And Zeke, Zeke's seen brighter days. And Gibson, they he's not getting the touches anymore with, Rob, yeah, with Robinson. Saying. I don't. He's I not going to get the touches. Yeah, they they love giving the ball to Robinson, and I think get Gibson's better. I think Gibson's better too, but they love to utilize Gibson uh, in the backfield for passes. I mean, you can dump the ball off to him, and he's going to pick up at least. He's he's good. I think he's really good, but Gibson is not going to be your playoff running back. I would try to look at the waiver wire, see who I can pick up, or I would try to make a trade. You have all the wide receivers, you know, to make it to the playoffs. Maybe get rid of one or two for a pretty good running back, and you'll still be fine with the guys you have on your your bench. So supplement whoever you trade wide receiver wise yeah i mean four year has great wide receivers he drafted six in a row so let's get into our um pretenders or contenders so i got my power rankings here um number one gotta put titsburg there i'm through and through titsburg born titsburg raised um number two i'm gonna put the cuck lord three coleman four bloom five jack six i got henson coming in there i think henson can rally his troops and make a playoff spot. And then I got the first two teams missing. I got McCraney and Sutton at the 7 and 8. I think Sutton's going to rally but come up short late this season. And then 10, I got Team Taco, 11, Team Shear. And then for my 12th seed, the team I just do not believe in, I think they're going to fuck themselves as Team Soberful. I cannot – I just don't put my trust in that team. I wouldn't put my trust in that team either. I have them pretty, pretty down, trending down. But my power rankings, uh, first – I'm just going to go with the Cleveland Steamers. Uh, it starts with the coach and the guy that sits up the lineup. No matter who he's played each and every week, he has put together a really good lineup. One thing that I really want to highlight to just, just state that, go back to week eight when he played Team Sutton. He started a David Carr that didn't even put up a single point and still beat Sutton by six. So that should tell you a little bit about his team, that he doesn't need a quarterback. I mean, the guys that he's got, that wide receiver, running back and flex, kicker and defensive-wise, no problem for him, either with or without a quarterback. Uh, number two I got coming in is the Cuck Lord. Um, anyone would be stupid not to put him in the top two. Uh, number three. record in the league, seven and two. Yeah. Uh, number three I got coming in, Pittsburgh. So, congratulations for making the top three. Uh, number four, I got Bloom. Five. Five, just because I see a trend going up. I got kick wider. And then at number six, unfortunately – I just don't think Henson could put together a wildcard team. He could, he's going to push for a strong, strong finish. But I got McCraney squeaking his way in. And then number seven, I got Henson. Uh, number eight, surprisingly, I got Sutton right there. Uh, and number 10, I got Burnham. And then do we really care about 10, 11, and 12? But if you have to know, uh, at 10, 11, 12, I got team 
Sheer finish up at 10, not Sacco. Uh, number 11, I got Sovi. And then 12, unfortunately, it's going to be Team Taco. <laughs> Team Taco coming in Sacco. Him and Gary. Yeah, would never, never would have guessed it at the beginning of the year. And uh, I have buyer's remorse <laughs> for even putting them top three. I, I look they, like an idiot. Where's my yeah. credibility at? They got the Mathis kiss of death when you uh, in our preseason pod when you when you claimed him having the best draft. That's why they call me the praying Mathis, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's get into uh, this week's matchups. Which which um which matchup do you want to kick off with first? This week's matchup to me is kind of gonna be really going to determine for you it's going to be your matchup between the cuck lord yeah now we know what happens when you get in the cuck hole there's no getting out of it trade wise playing and wise but i will say this it has never been more to your advantage that this week that you're going to bear down and you're playing the lions because the lions even though they held a shitty shitty green bay packers team to nine points i just think with the Brown, not the Browns, excuse me, the Bears offense clicking right now, uh, that they're going to put up a lot of points, which in return is going to help you with the guys in your lineup. Now, the Cuck Lord, I'll never count out, ever. I mean, he is a guy that you definitely have to have your shoelaces tied, get ready for war. But I think this week we could see an upset, which I, I'm really hoping we do going into the next three weeks so we can talk about this. Uh, but that's one game that really stands out to me big time. Game. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's the game of the week. I think it's like the Sunday primetime matchup. It's the number one seed versus the number three seed, Cucklord versus Pittsburgh. I think this could have major implications into the upcoming, um, like determining the number one seed or the tiebreaker between us, like if one of us are a wild card team because the, our, our tiebreaker is a head-to-head matchup. I think, like right now, he's currently favored by about 15 points to win. But I don't – I do not trust these stupid-ass computers. This is fantasy football. Anything can happen. And I think Pittsburgh's going to come – Come ready to play, Pittsburgh born, Pittsburgh strong. I, I'm I'm putting all my chips in the basket with the Bears on this week, though. So that kind of worries me. But I mean, he's got McCaffrey and Dante Foreman who scared me. But we'll see how Foreman does tonight. He still has Kelsey. Kelsey's probably a guaranteed twenty points. But I'm not his his receivers don't really scare me. You know, no. Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans, they're they're wishy washy. I think Ty Lockett. I don't, I don't even know how well he's played this year, but every time I watch him play, he catches like a 50-yard bomb. I mean, he's, he's actually ranked ninth. Every time I, I watch him play, he catches like a 10, 15-yard pass, and he just immediately dives down because he's scared to get hit. And Mike Evans and Tom Brady just don't seem like they even like each other anymore. So, Well, Receiver room he's, got two, he's got two of starting this week against a Sapar uh, Cleveland defense, and Tua looked really, has looked really good for the past two games. Then again, he's played Detroit and Chicago. I think I can agree with you wide receiver wise. He's dealing with the guys that are, that are big time hot and cold. Uh, Mike Evans, but Tyler Lockett to me is all faithful. Um, no matter what, at any point of the game, it could be in the fourth quarter. He could have zero points, but with Geno Smith firing and all cylinders that he is, uh, he can go from a zero and put up 10 to 20 points in a blink of an eye. So it, it's definitely the game of the week and something to keep in my eye on big time. Yeah. And then the next game of the week or like, 1A, 1B, I think it's the Cleveland Steamers versus the Slugs. We got the number two team versus Great. the four team. I mean, it's a classic Pussies versus Taints matchup. This is the Slugs versus Steamers statement game. You know, whoever wins this, like, Sobacool can write the ship on a season if he wins this and kind of claim, like, the three the three seed. He can't get the two seed, but still, he can he can claim, like, a, he solidify his playoff spot. And the Steamers, I mean, if they win this one and I, I somehow beat Jared, he'd be looking at the number one seed. Yeah, I got to disagree with you on that. I think 
uh, as of right now, the Cleveland Steelers are going to pull down their pants and leave a big steam uh, on Pat's chest. I, I just don't think Pat's got it together. I, this should be a runaway win uh, for Coleman this week. And I hate to see Pat trended down because he was a guy I got really excited about, especially with his history in the league. Uh, but just a guy that's not going to make it into the playoffs. I would not be surprised if we saw a three and six team Burnham or team Sutton take over that division in the next couple of weeks. That's just my prediction. Yeah. I mean, Coleman might be the drafter of the year getting Kenneth Walker in the draft. I mean, that guy has become a star. For sure. Rick- Dark horse guy. Yeah. I mean, he's been tearing it up. They give him the ball so many times. He scores touchdowns. He gets 20, 15. Like, he just gets huge yards every every carry. And then, so it cool is like the – oh, yeah. The Steamers also have A.J. Brown, who's just a freak of nature. That guy is just absolutely amazing. And he takes all the Devontae Smith's touches. I mean, I'll another to him too if I'm hurt. Another, yeah, I agree. Another game that is probably going to be on the sea level that I'm going to keep my eye on is going to be between Henson and Sutton this week because Sutton definitely needs this win big time, and so does Henson. Yeah. And I'm sure they're both putting together a great strategy and a great plan for their lineup. So that's another game I'm going to keep my eyes on. Not going to comment too much on that game because it's it's dead even in my eyes, no matter what the spread difference is. Yeah, I mean, Sutton needs to win it so he can get out of the Sacco race, and Henson needs to win it to get 500 and just kind of get solidify his playoff race. I mean, he's right now he's the second team out. If he wins this and some things fall his way, he could be the sixth or fifth seed, you know, or he can't be the fifth seed because Bloom will be five. But well, you know let saying. me ask you your opinion on this for the last game that we're going to talk about. Every other game, same old, same old. What do you think about – the team McCraney versus team taco matchup. It's not the most exciting matchup, but let me ask you this. If you had to put down a thousand dollars today, would you put it on team taco to maybe upset McCraney at all? Do you think that's a possibility? Or do you think that topper is going to earn the spot for Sacco? I think I, I could, I can't make that. I can't pull the trigger on the thousand dollars. Cause I mean, Topper is favored by, to win by nine, but this is like a loser leaves town game. Like whoever loses this could like they they could probably kiss their season goodbye. You know, if Topper loses yeah. this three and seven, he's not going to come back in his division, even even though no he's going to play Jared and Bloom one more time. And he's not going to make a, a wild card seed. So, like, if he goes three and seven, he's screwed. And then if McCraney loses, he's also sitting two games under 500. And I don't know. I mean, it'll just be tough for him because I'm projected to lose this week to the Cuck Lord. So, if McCraney loses, that'll really hurt him because he, he can make some ground up this week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but other than that, there's no other really games that really stick out to me, like big time and keep my eye on. Everyone else, they know what they got to do to make it into the playoffs. But is there anything else you want to add? Did you see anything or any matchups that you like that you're going to be interested to key in on tonight, Sunday, and Monday? Yeah, I'm going to look at the um, Jack versus uh, Burnham matchup. I think, like, Burnham's on a five-game losing streak and Jack's on a three-game winning streak. So I'm looking to see if, if this is for real for Jack or if, if Burnham can get, get his head, head out of the hole. Well, the good thing is for Jack is that Burnham doesn't have another running back to fill in for this week. I mean, he's got, he's got Rashad White, who's not predicted to go off whatsoever. But Burnham's been down in the spread before by 25 and come back and kick someone's ass. But I think this week, unfortunately, Kickwater runs away with the win. He's got a great lineup for this week, and the matchups that they're playing against are pretty, pretty good in his situation. I don't one particularly. Thing on, uh, one thing to keep an eye on with Kickwater is Josh Allen. Apparently, like he yeah. his, um, his elbow ligament, like the UCL or one of those, wherever you need to get Tommy John, 
that's one thing to yeah. look out for because Josh Allen has been nailed this season. And then it would be a huge loss for him. And they're playing a good Vikings team. Kirk Cousins has never been – he hasn't been put up big fantasy numbers, but he's been getting the Vikings the wins that they need. Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, we got to talk about the last matchup that we haven't talked about. We got Team Shear versus Team Pussy Destroyer. I mean, yeah, this is probably the game you just don't really tune into, like, on red zone. I mean, Bloom needs to win to keep up with Jared, and then Kyle needs to win to avoid the Sacco, but it's, everything's kind of pointing towards Bloom on this one. Well, I think Bloom's making a statement right now. He doesn't even have a tight end in for his lineup this week. Um, I think this was a scheduled homecoming game for him this weekend, um, but he, he needs a tight end just to get that cushion because Shear, without a tight end, is not trailing that far behind, and I would love nothing more, love nothing more, even though I like Bloom, for an upset especially for him to lose to someone that's in Sacco right now. The Cinderella story for Team Shear. The, the Cinderella story. Yeah, That's no, what I, I need think, in my life right now. I think Bloom's going to get that tight end situation handled. He he had some issues trying to get um, Cordero Patterson off of IR last week, but he, he finally got him. Because, like, it, it wouldn't let him add any players because he had Cordero on the IR who was healthy. So he, 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 has no tight, he has no tight end on his bench as of right now, but I'm sure he'll pick up someone off the waiver wire to plug him in. Mark Andrews, but he's hurt. It's a bye week for him, too. But, all right, we'll kick it off to our interviews, unless you got anything else to add, Taylor. No, nothing else. Really excited. Glad to be back on the podcast after a couple bye weeks. But it's shaping up to be a great finish for this league. All right, now we welcome in our guest. He's been in the league since 2017, owner of Team Pussy Destroyer, the 2020 champ, Nick Bloom. Bloom, how you doing? Doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. want to go ahead and thank uh, the Balls Deep League banner sponsor, Savannah Seltzer. Uh, you know, in case you haven't gotten one this summer, check out their always refreshing Bananarama. Uh, Coming to a stadium near you. Yeah, the same sponsor. And don't forget, and don't forget to type in Type in promo code, where's the Celts, you know? Yeah, for, for 5% off all <laughs> merchandising apparel. Yeah, so Bloom, to kick off the interview, um, you're 38 and 32 in the regular season, really strong record. You're 5 and 2 in the postseason. You were the 2020 champ. You didn't make the postseason last year, but you made the postseason three years since 2017. I mean, you got a good record. You got a good, good team, good organization, solid ground. But I got a question for you. So you got a lot of haters this year. You know, we had some guests come on. Some owners question your commitment to the league and ask if you have a drinking problem. Some say you don't check your lineup and saying you want a Mickey Mouse title. Like, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, Parker, with the rough start that we had, our start was kind of like Taylor behind the wheel of a boat. It was obvious nobody knew what they were doing. And, uh, you know, it was just a complete wreck. But I feel like since week two, we've really turned it around. Um, you know, some of our haters, when you think about it, their name isn't on the trophy. So, you know, I've heard the comparisons. I've heard the allegations. Um, you know, I'm flattered to be considered the Steve Sarkeesian of fantasy football. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, there is a lot of allegations out there that we're giving sideline PED advice from Eli Manning, you know. So I've heard them. I can't comment on them. There is an ongoing investigation. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, you, you bounce back. You, know, you, you had like a, a – a, Look in the mirror moment after week two when you started off 0-2, but you bounced back strong. You're 2-0 and in the division. You beat the Cuck Lord, and you just throttled Team uh, team Taco. So, 
Props to you for getting back on track. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but we did move uh, front football operations down to South Florida recently this year. So we had a couple guys that we were just worried about. You know, we we thought that they had a lot of regard for too many rules. I mean, like, were they going to drive jet skis sober? Were they going to start wearing condoms? You know, these are things that we just couldn't tolerate down in Florida. Um, where we come together as a team, and whether that be on the field, in the locker room, or in a poorly ventilated strip club, open mouth kids and strippers, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you got any questions to ask? No. I mean, he's clearly turned it around. Um, I put my foot in my mouth uh, saying that he was going to finish last, but clearly um, Steve Sarkeesian knows what he's doing with this organization. He's heading in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay, keep going. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, it, it's tough when you, uh, you know, you got a team like uh, Team Taco that's just making all these offseason moves, you know, adding people to the front office. Gary Topper, I mean, you know, I've uh, worked with a lot of guys that have been in the league a long time. They've played for Gary Topper. I mean, he is the Bobby Knight of fantasy football. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's proven that they're, they've, they're only one in three this year, and you just throttled them. So, yeah, you know, disappointing. Season. No. So the, yeah. I would expect probably to see a lot more Gary Topper influence uh, throughout the rest of the season. But this week you're playing uh, the Cleveland Steamers, kind of a big matchup for both of you. Uh, y'all both got two wins. Um, you do lead the series four to three over the years, and you're favored by about one point. So yeah, what 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 are you what are your thoughts heading into this matchup this week? And also, Bloom, to note this, he called you out in week one when we had him on the show, saying that you were going to finish last as well. So now's your time to reduce. Yeah, I mean, dude, the Steamers organization, it is a grudge match. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, it, it's always a pretty good game. Like you said, pretty close record uh, with them. They, they like to do a lot of talking. We like to do a lot of playing. So, you know, no comment on that. We'll, uh, we'll give the Steamers hell and see how our boys do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, IBM, the computers, which we don't like the computers, but they do have you projected to win. But, yeah, this is a huge matchup between the two of you. And it could put the dividends in the, the tiebreakers yeah. down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we like to think of this as the, uh, you know, it's our out-of-conference game of the year. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, the Cleveland Steamers organization likes to talk a lot. So, you know, there is there is some pride on the line. Um, but, you know, we're going to go in there week in and week out and put our boys to work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of people have the Steamers circled on their calendars because he is the reigning champ. So, you know, everyone's giving the Steamers their best shot. It's going to be a grudge match. Yeah. I mean, we did we did have a shining star this week. You know, uh, Brady hired a divorce lawyer. Um, <laughs> and you know what that means. I mean, the man's about to start going rampant. He's uh, really told our organization of Team Pussy Destroyer that he truly is married to the game. Yeah, I think so. I think you were um, telling that's me. something you we and got him, to look forward to. Yeah, I think you were telling me you and him have a, a date at the strip club coming up soon. Because now he's, he's a free we man. Do. <laughs> absolutely yeah no so uh if you know i'd like to see tom really bring out his inner floridian um i don't know if you saw me this past sunday on the field at the game um but we did have quite the conversation and i like to think that that had some influence over him hiring the divorce lawyer yesterday yeah i heard Fournette might make an appearance and godwin so yeah you're gonna get the whole team there yeah well uh so you know leonard Fournette owns the club <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of our guys, you know, they're well-versed businessmen as well. Yeah, yeah. Fournette hasn't had the season you wanted to, but he looks like he's starting to turn it around. You know, he scored a touchdown last week, his first touchdown of the season. So hopefully, he gets things on track. 
And Godwin's kind of been hurt this season. He's kind of made a paper, but he's still a stud when he plays. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, he'll either get it together or uh, he'll be on the waiver wire for someone to pick up on a Wednesday. Yeah, and props to you. I know he didn't score that many points last week, but props to you two weeks ago when you started Amari Cooper. I don't know if you were listening to the pod, but me and Taylor were – It took him forever. Players. Yeah, it took him forever to throw in Amari Cooper. Uh, Taylor, he had, a, he had a rough week one. The only time I didn't start it was when he had a good week two, and he was playing on week three. Well, hopefully um, he doesn't put up 1.9 for you like he did last week, and he has a great week this week. Um, I want to let you know that you now have been protect, you've been now picked as the contender of this league to win the championship from Parker. So uh, ooh, I don't, what, ooh, I don't, ooh. yeah, oh, no, yeah, Bloom, I did pick you. You're my contender. I, I, I picked you to make the playoffs. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping the uh, team pussy destroyer starts wrecking some pussy. Yeah, it's. I mean, we got a battle from the back, man. We got to, uh, you know, we screwed up the first two weeks, and uh, the beauty of it is we did get the W against the Cuck Lord, but he seems to be gunning around cucking everyone else. So, you know, <laughs> gonna have to get that Division One spot there yeah, somehow, some way. You showed him how to destroy some pussy, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, boys, that's the end of our show. Uh, Bloom, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm sorry for predicting you to finish dead last. I was wrong. Uh, best of luck to you for the rest of the season. And uh, we look forward to having you again on the show again soon. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, Taylor, anytime you want to come down, hang out with some of the guys, we'd love to have you on uh, Tom's first outing now. Out, so. Hey, I would greatly appreciate that. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for joining, Blue. Thanks, Thank Blue. You for me. Yep, see you later. All right, now we welcome in our guest. He's been in the league since 2016, one of the original founding members with an all-time record of uh, 40 and 44, owner of the Face Hitters, Will Sutton. Sutton, how you doing? Welcome. Fellas, how's it going? Doing Happy good. to be here. Yeah, good to have you on. You know, you're you're 40 and 44 all-time in the regular season, which is which is kind of shocking. I thought you were better than that. But Bloom, or you're also too. four and two in the postseason. You were the 2017 champ. And your last playoff appearance was in 2019, so you're on a two-year playoff drought. But you're you're looking strong this year. So hey, hang on, two-game winning streak. I'm starting one and three. That's what I was about to say. Let's give him some credit. This guy's turned it around, and he's got a tight end that's putting up numbers now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a tough few years for for the face sitters. Um, you know, we started out as a juggernaut the first few years in the league, brought a, a championship back, and uh, it's been tough this season as well. I uh, I think I'm playing in maybe the toughest division, if not guaranteed the toughest division. And uh, got another tough ma- tough matchup this week with uh, Coach Sarkeesian. He's probably at the bar already, probably still wasted from last night, actually. And, you know, I imagine he will continue to be for the next 72 hours or so. But I know his boys will show up ready to play on Sunday. And uh, we got to make sure we do the same. Yeah, so right now up, Bloom has ahead, a four-game winning That's streak. Yeah, so Bloom has a four-game winning streak, and you got a two-game winning streak. So y'all, y'all are like the two highest winning streaks right now. So yeah, y'all, are, y'all are on a collision course this week. What, what, uh, what are you looking forward to to this matchup? Well, uh, you know, honestly, I've got Jalen Hurts on a bye week, and uh, I picked up Matt Ryan off the waivers. I'm hoping that he'll have another hey, solid I- week because I've got Pittman at receiver and. Uh, Hopefully those two guys step up to the plate and give me some points. Otherwise, it's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, the 
the uh, McCaffrey trade is, is not something that I'm super pleased about. You know, I drafted Elijah Mitchell and uh, of course he went down with a knee injury week one. So I picked his back up off the waiver. So it's been, it's been a tough season so far. Najee Harris has, has kind of been a letdown. I thought he was going to be a workhorse, but you know what? I think, I think my team is uh, still pretty solid. We've got some depth and uh, it's just a matter of having the boys show up ready to play. Let me ask you this. What's been the biggest momentum swing? Of course, I'm sure you sat down in the locker room after starting one and three. I mean, what has been the biggest turnaround to get you guys on this momentum of catching some pretty good wins these past two weeks? What's been the biggest change that you've seen in your team in the organization? You know, I don't know that there has been a huge swing. I think we've gotten a little more comfortable with the lineup and putting the best players in to start each week. Um, I don't remember the point differential in my losses, but I, I think two of my losses were decided by a matter of only a few points. So, you know, again, not, not to harp on this point, but Burnham and Pat both have pretty solid teams. And uh, I was labeled the cupcake of the division. And uh, we'll have to see if, if these guys can, can be sustainable throughout the year. Um, Sophical, I know, probably doesn't have much much stamina and uh you know burnham usually finishes real early i don't think he's uh i don't think he's had a whole success in the playoffs and you know he's he's uh he's woken up throbbing hard every week so far this season but you know let's let's see who can finish because uh the face sitters are we're we're out here ready to compete each and every week yeah yeah right you are in the toughest division you're you're in the only division where everyone's over 500 or at least 500 and above but you're only one game back you know if Sovaco takes the loss and you take the win you're tied for first in the division so I mean it's not like he 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 got off to a great start but he's been kind of struggling lately and then you got off to a moderate start kind of a sluggish start and then now you've been kicking and getting everything in in the gear so I mean yeah Yeah. the door's wide open for the face sitters Coach Sutton, I, I knew that there was going to be a big turnaround in your organization earlier in the year. Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, and I rated your, your your draft class as one of the top three. And I knew it was only a matter of time, especially after I got a chance to connect with you at the John Sobical uh, State Linebacker Clinic camp. Uh, I, I knew that there was big change coming. Let me ask you this. If you had to pick right now in your division after being called a cupcake, who do you think is a contender that you're worried about contending against? And who do you think is a pretender out of you, Burnham, and Pat? You know what? To be honest with you, uh, as, as much as I hate to say it, I think if I recall correctly, based off looking at both rosters, I think Burnham's team actually might be a little bit better than Pat's. I think Pat had an injury. Um, I know Pat's got his panties in a wad over the uh, – the Odell Beckham issue, but um, I, I think Burnham's got a pretty solid team, believe it or not. Yeah, that's a big momentum change. Uh, after we thought two weeks ago, uh, Scarborough, that Pat had a good-looking team. Uh, and at the time, we put Will uh, at last. But in this league, every week, it's SEC football. you got to earn your wins each and every week. Parker, Let's go ahead and kick it over to the questions from one of our viewers. Do you want to go ahead and ask the question uh, yeah. from that elementary class that we get writing at each and every week? Yeah, so we have Miss Koontz, third grade class, right into us again. This one comes from little Becky. Um, hello, Mr. Sutton, big fan, longtime listener. <laughs> um, A on CEO, Gregory C. Case's salary is $19,868,384 per year. What is your salary? <laughs> it's only a 
It's only a fraction of that. Uh, I, what was your name again? <laughs> Little Becky. Little Becky. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd encourage you not to go into the insurance business because you're not going to be, you know, Greg Cape is just running a monopoly nationwide and he's got you know people like me that are out here in the trenches every day so uh you know we're, we're making we're making good enough money i don't plan on struggling at whatever fancy rooftop bar i hopefully end up at tonight but uh yeah we, maybe i need to uncle greg is what we refer to him as you know when we have a work event we sure aren't shy about uh, the corporate card <laughs> because of what he's pulling in and uh, these elementary kids uh, are sure not shy asking the questions that hit hard. So we already uh, always appreciate Mrs. Kuntz, uh third grade class. Great, great class. Going to change the future. Yeah. And then our last question from Ms. Kuntz, third grade class. This one comes from what's his name? Oh, this comes from Ryan. Ryan says, uh, hey, Mr. Oh, Sutton. Dude, douchebag. I'm going to say it. I know that kid. Hey, Mr. Sutton, my mom always tells my dad to sit on his face. Your team's the face sitters. What does that mean? Uh, it means exactly what it sounds like. You know, we're in the business of suffocating teams, getting wins. Um, you know, I'd encourage you that the next time you hear that talk from your parents, maybe to, to stay away or put your blindfold on because uh, give it another few years. and I'm sure you'll find out, Ryan. All right. Well, that, that's all from Ms. Ms. Kuhn's third grade class. Taylor, you got any other questions? No. Uh, Sutton, I got big time bets on this game this week between uh, – what's the guy – what's his, the guy's name that he's playing? I, I, I keep forgetting that guy. So, I bet two quarter-ounce steaks that you're going to walk away from this victory. So, you better not let me down or you won't be having a quarter-ounce steak whatsoever. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. I, I wanted to ask you guys uh, who you're pulling for in this matchup, but I'll, I'll save my breath. Um, I know you're pulling for the face sitters. Uh, it's going to be a big week. We're going to show up ready to fight. And, uh, yeah, I Dude, appreciate I, you guys having me on. Yeah, I hope I hope Bloom I hope Bloom gets, you know, all the Sutton in his face this weekend. But, yeah, it's always a pleasure having you on. One of the classiest uh, organization uh, organizations uh, in this league. Uh, thank you for coming on. And I'm sure we'll have you on again really soon. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, guys. It's a huge matchup. Well, you're, you're you're the first team out in the playoffs, so you need all the wins you can get right now. The door's still open for the face. You're in the wild card now, Will. That is a huge leap from where you were at two weeks ago. So, yep. you, well, you got to keep doing what you early. Season is still early, so yeah. we're, we're going week by week. All right, we're back. That was our interviews. Hope you enjoyed those. Thank you to Bloom and Will for coming on a couple weeks ago. Sorry it took so long. Uh, we kind of rushed through this podcast, so next week we'll have it a little bit more crisp and clean. We just wanted to get a podcast out before we get back into the divisional play next week. So uh, we We're itching to get yeah, one out. Itching to get one out. We want to we satisfy our listeners. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back next week. See you guys. Thank you. Well, sometimes I go out by and I look across the water. And I think of all the things What's it doing And in my head I paint a picture Since I come home Well my body's been a mess And I miss your gender hip And the way you like the daggers Won't you come on over Stop making a fool out of me Why don't you come on over, Valerie? 
Come on over 